0: This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz.
1: Hey, how many time lords does it take to change a light bulb?
2: I don't know how many.
1: None. They wait for it to regenerate. <laughs> Oh my, God. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Alex or Volpez, I use they, z, fox, and void pronouns, and this is Stride with Pride. Hello and welcome back to Stride with Pride. I hope you've had a fantastic however long it's been since you listened to the last episode. On this week's episode, we are... Finishing our Doctor Who Queer Stuff series with talking about the spin-offs. There's so many. Oh, my God. Um, But first off, my guests, introduce yourselves yet again.
2: Hello, Mrs. Obama. Oh, you're recording. Sorry. (laughs) Hi, my name is Alcuin. I use they, them pronouns, and my favorite Doctor Who spin-off is class. I'm
0: Sophie. I use she, her pronouns, and my favorite spin-off is Sarah Jane Adventures, to absolutely no one's (laughs) surprise. (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay, so it's Doctor Who spinoffs. Um, do we want to start with the difficult one and just deal with Torchwood?
0: Yeah, it has got to be all up from here.
2: Um, warning, uh, quite a bit of negativity in Torchwood, um, or at least towards Torchwood here.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the kind of show where you watch it and you enjoy watching it, but also you have to recognise it's an absolute mess, the, and no one is a good person.
2: The, the, it's so problematic in so many different ways. Um it, particularly with regards to the sexualization of queer people and the idea that being queer is going to inherently end in tragedy. It's just, where, where do we want to begin with unpicking Torchwood here?
0: Well, the fact is the spin-off based mostly around Jack Harkness.
2: Who we've already discussed in the previous one, but for, um, for any listeners who haven't heard that one, uh, Jack is a very, very pan-slash-omnisexual character whose entire character is... I want to sleep with everybody. Um, Jack is Jack the problematic trope of bi people are inherently sexual and queer people are inherently sexual put into a person um, and then given a couple of extra points in charisma.
0: Yeah, and the, basically they gave him a spin-off with really, really dark adult themes and the ability to swear, which was probably a mistake.
2: Mm, probably. The um, best thing that
0: came out of Torchwood was Yanto and Martha. Martha, yeah. More Martha content.
2: More Martha content. Still mad worked. that
0: Martha wasn't allowed to swear.
2: Yes. They they should bring back Torchwood. Make it less problematic and give Martha the um give Martha the head. Ma- Martha is the tenth Doctor's companion. I don't think we mentioned her, but that's because ten's companions other than Rose were very very straight. Um, yeah. And Martha was one of those. Anyway, moving back to Torchwood. Um. So. There's a lot of queer people on Torchwood, namely everybody. Um,
0: yeah, every single character in the main cast has a lot. Has going at least on.
2: has at least one encounter with a person of the same sex or gender as
0: on it? screen. Yes, not always
2: consensually. Mm, th- nine times out of ten, it's not good. Um, yeah, the, the, uh, the closest
0: d- thing they have to a good relationship is Jack and Yanto, and that's already a mess.
2: That, yeah, we'll get, will that make, will we make that our topping off point? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's start, do we want to deal with Owen?
0: Owen.
2: Owen is one of the protagonists of Torchwood. Owen's introductory scene where we get to see a glimpse inside the person who we're going to know and love for the rest of the time that he's on the show is when he uses two aerosol drugs on strangers in a bar to get them to come home with him. So.
0: (laughs) Not a good start there, mate.
2: Really, really bad. Yeah. On so many levels. That
0: is one of the less problematic things he does, if you can believe it.
2: Owen Harper is one hell of a character, and I say that in every sense of the word hell. Um, but yes.
0: We can't have Owen without Tosh.
2: Who they try to set up as love interests. It No. Um, yeah. Tosh, um, another good example of um, all queer relationships ending in tragedy with that star poet.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, because she has a girlfriend for one episode, an incredibly questionable character who it is revealed to have been manipulating her the entire time in order to get back to her home planet because she was exiled from that planet for murdering a bunch of people. Like, you know, as you do.
2: And, of course, Earth is, of course, the best place to strand your typical serial killer.
0: Yeah, definitely. We've got enough of our own. No one's going to notice.
2: Yeah, to be fair. (laughs) Um, But, yes, ends in tragedy. Yeah. So much of Torchwood can just be reacted to with, hmm, this could have been done better.
0: Or, hmm, this ends in tragedy.
2: Or, hmm, why did they do this?
0: Because then we've got, Yanto.
2: Yanto Jones, an absolute sweetheart.
0: The only good character that came
2: out of Torchwood. Who's straight, except for Jack. Explicitly straight with the exception of Jack Harkness. Um Yeah. Which in and of itself is a a whole thing, I feel. I yeah. He never quite recognizes his queerness. Like he straight up protests to his own family that he's straight, and that Jack is an, is an exception to the rule. Which, like, that there isn't really a problem with, but to continue labeling that yeah. straight.
0: Well, I will say, and he does make Jack more human.
2: This is true. This is Jack true.
0: becomes more of a character through his relationship with Yanto. It becomes less about screwing everyone and everything because he's in a pretty semi-committed relationship with Yanto.
2: Yeah. it's He, he does help to ground Jack a bit and make him a character. Until. Of, <laughs> until he dies. Yeah, Straight because up, bury
0: your gaze, unnecessary death, just to give Jack more trauma.
2: Because <laughs> Jack needs it in his billions of years of existence. Um, but, yeah, no. Um, Yanto dies. No ifs or buts about it he's just killed no coming back from that well he does come back and Torchwood spin off some big finish for one story where yeah. jack and him get to have a proper goodbye because they don't even get to have a goodbye moment on the show
0: yeah he just suffocates in toxic gas boom dead.
2: jack can't do anything about it and isn't even there yeah well, that happens it's it's as egregiously bury your gaze as you can get in film or TV, I'd say. And
0: it is such a contrast, the way that Doctor Who and its spin-offs normally approach this kind of thing, that it's...
2: It needs it, to be yeah. pointed out. Yeah. Because usually if Doctor Who's going to go and bury a gay somebody, they come back. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form. Bill Potts, number one example, comes back as alien space jet. The film. Master. <laughs> the Master. Well, the Master is a Time Lord who can regenerate. Yeah. And also, apparently just straight up can't die, to yeah. quote the Master. Gay themself. cockroach. Yeah, the master is a cockroach, yeah. Um, affectionate, derogatory. Um,
0: but, yeah, so to sum up, Torchwood is a mess full of bury your gaze, horrible, horrible characterization, and Jack Harkness.
2: <laughs> Which is a descriptive in and of itself. Um, moving on to Pastures Greener, though, we have all of the Sarah Jane spin-offs because there's, at least three of them. Three of them, yes. Three
0: yes, them. there's three. There was um they tried to have her first spin-off in the eighties. Um it was called Canine and Company. And it only lasted one episode, unfortunately, but it is one heck of an episode with, with the
2: best intro ever. Go look with, it up.
0: <laughs> seriously, go look it. It you'll you'll you won't forget it anytime soon. Um But, no, that episode itself is a vibe. There's, like, witchcraft, there's kidnapping, there's small-town conspiracies, there's Sarah Jane.
2: (laughs) And notably a Sarah Jane who doesn't have a love interest or any interest in getting one. Nice! You go, girl.
0: Yeah, she's just like, oh, guess I'm stuck looking after my punky foster cousin for the duration of my time here. Oh, look, I have K-9. Oh, look, there's witchcraft.
2: K-9, for um, those of you listening who don't know who K-9 is, is a very sassy robot dog with a laser in its nose.
0: <laughs> we love K-9.
2: Probably has a relationship with Mr. Smith.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, yeah.
2: Yeah, so that's moving into another spin-off. But... Yeah,
0: um, her second spin spin-off, not the one with K-9 and Mr. Smith. Unfortunately, it seems to have a lack of K-9 content in general. Um, is her Big Finish audio spin off, one of the earlier Big Finish audio spin offs um, in 2002, which I think is just called Sarah Jane Smith. She got two seasons of that and was set up to have a third when she actually got brought back into New Who and got her on screen spin off.
2: With the Sarah Jane Adventures.
0: Sarah Jane Adventures, the thing that I could talk about for a whole series in and of itself.
2: There's a very knowing um, look going between uh, Sophie and Volpez right now, basically saying, give me this airtime. <laughs> um, so we may be back for a Sarah Day Adventure-specific <laughs> episode. Anyway.
0: Um, but oh, for a show aimed at kids in 2008 on a, quote, family-friendly network, there is a lot going on. I mean, like... Alkyn said, there's Mr. Smith and K-9, which is in itself a really weird thing, but they've got this kind of frenemies dynamic going on that's almost flirting.
2: <laughs> it, oh, it's absolutely flirting. Mr. I,
0: yeah, Mr. Smith, for reference, is an alien supercomputer. No, no arms or legs or anything, so it's an alien supercomputer lodged in a wall, flirting with a tin dock.
2: And his own intro music.
0: And he has his own diegetic intro music.
2: Yeah, it's it's so good. It's so funky. Um, the, the flavor, the sass. It's like a digital version of the Third Doctor's outfits. Yeah, but they're absolutely two robots floating, which is very gender and very queer. I feel.
0: Yeah. Um, going into the other characters in the Sarah Jane Adventures, there is quite obviously Sarah, Sarah Jane, Jane Smith. Smith, who it is again established has never had a serious romantic relationship with anyone. Ever.
2: And the one time she tries it, it's an alien plot. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Yeah, an alien plot, probably with a bit of manipulation going on there. Yeah, so basically, premise of Sarah Jane Adventures, um, a girl about 13 moves in across the street from Sarah Jane and decides that, well, this neighbour is friend-shaped and I'm going to annoy her. Whoopsies, she doesn't want to be annoyed. Fine, I'll go off and do some stuff. Whoopsies, we're in the same place again. They, basically, Sarah Jane ends up adopting a gang of feral teenagers and they go around getting into trouble.
2: Meeting aliens.
0: Adopting Not, aliens. Adopting
2: aliens. <laughs> yeah, Luke. Um, there's, there's some queer stuff. There's Luke. There um, is. There's Luke. Yeah. So Russell T. Davis, the showrunner of Doctor Who and also the showrunner and creator of uh, Sarah Jane Smith, um, Sarah Jane Adventures, sorry, um, was looking to make Luke explicitly queer on the screen. Yeah,
0: he was, um, because Luke is Sarah Jane's adopted son in the series. He was created by aliens in a plot to take over the Earth, and she said, no, screw you, he's mine now, go away.
2: Fun fact, he's literally born yesterday.
0: Yeah. Um, And Luke himself is an absolute vibe. He's a bean. We love Luke. If you don't like Luke Smith, get out. I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the thing with Luke was that... um, He was originally going to be made explicitly queer. They were going to write in a romantic subplot between him and his university friend Sanjay. Um, But unfortunately, the Sarah Jane adventures was cancelled early due to the illness and then subsequent death of Elizabeth Sladen, who played Sarah Jane Smith. Um, And it wasn't until a tribute, a special tribute, I want to say episode sort of thing later.
2: Mini sode back in twenty twenty with the lockdown files.
0: Yeah. Um, where all of the cast got together in like carefully edited Zoom call sort of thing to make a tribute to Elizabeth Slater through writing out Sarah Jane's funeral. Um, that it was explicitly stated that Luke and Sanjay got together and got married, and that it was Sarah Jane that pointed out that um Bro, your friend has a thing for you.
2: <laughs> Making Sarah Jane, if not queer, and she obviously is, the ultimate ally. Yeah. But she's queer.
0: Yeah, and then oh, there's Maria Jackson, who is essentially young Sarah Jane in younger, angrier form, who is aggressively bisexual. You, you, mm, even in the early 2000s, you didn't dress like that unless you were aggressively bi.
2: As somebody who lived in early 2000s Britain, Absolutely.
0: Probably the straightest character in the entire Sarah Jane adventures is
2: Clyde. Yeah, Clyde. But Ronnie and Clyde are absolutely a whole-ass thing together.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: They're, they're straight and allowed to be because of...
0: They're like the token wholesome straights. Yeah,
2: token wholesome straights. Very, very nice
0: relationship. And this is ignoring Sky. what's a girl, Smith. <laughs> <laughs>
2: When Luke gets old and goes off to university, Sarah Jane's alone at home. Oh no, what's she to do? Oh, whoopsie, I guess another alien civilization just created a human. Um, and Except this is
0: like a, a, a human bomb, almost.
2: Well, quite literally, I mean, she can blow stuff up by getting over-emotional. It's yeah. quite fun, to be honest. Yeah, um, basically
0: she gets an explosive baby that grows up to be like a semi-technokinetic preteen who... Knows absolutely nothing of the world because, like her brother, she was born yesterday.
2: And has no concept of gender. Yep. Sky is very non-binary. Yep. <laughs> I mean, with a name like Sky. Yeah. <laughs> Nuff <Enough> set. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's worth talking about whilst on the topic of Sarah Jane Adventures and, well, Sarah Jane Adventures in general, but potentially queer subtext, especially relating back to Sarah Jane Bisexual Smith. Um, there is uh, one episode in the first season of the Sarah Jane Adventures called Whatever Happened to Sarah Jane. It's a two-parter. Most episodes in Sarah Jane Adventures are. But I think this was the first... No, it wasn't the first two-parter, but it was the first one that really I remembered. Because what happens is that Sarah Jane is essentially switched with the close best friend of hers that died when they were 13 and basically this creature called the trickster gave Andrea, Sarah Jane's friend, the chance to live out her life if only she would exchange herself for Sarah Jane and she did and throughout this episode Andrea is the one living in Sarah Jane's house. She has Sarah Jane's friends and Sarah Jane's life. And Maria spends the whole episode as the only person who can remember Sarah Jane, trying to get her back and figure out what's going on. And basically, the only way that this ends is by Sarah Jane appearing through a mirror as the trickster's world starts crumbling a little bit. And convincing Andrea that it was a tragedy that she died, but would you put, basically, would you put me through that? Would you take away the life of me and my son, or do you love me enough to let me live? And Andrea takes back the deal and dies on the pier so that Sarah Jane and her son can live out their life in the way the timeline was supposed to be. And it is sad and a little gay, actually.
2: Just a little bit. <laughs> As a tree. So
0: just just figured I should I should bring that up while on the topic of queer and Sarah Jane Adventures.
2: I feel like there's a very valid thing to bring up in um, <laughs> queer and Sarah Jane Adventures. <laughs> While we're talking about Sarah Jane Adventures, there's one character in it, Rani Chandra, who we've mentioned before, is is a token straight, um, but she's in Doctor Who Redacted, which is, to quote its own description, a very gay, very trans Doctor Who audio spinoff.
0: Yeah, that's really, really new. It came out on the same day as the Easter special.
2: Legend of the Sea Devils in and of itself, a very, very gay episode of Doctor <laughs> Who.
0: I haven't seen much of that yet, so I can't talk much on it, apart from the fact that it is declared itself incredibly gay. So you just sort of,
2: yeah. It's written, I believe, either in total or in part by Juno Dawson, a British trans, very, very queer author. So,
0: And one of the main characters, I do believe, is also trans.
2: Uh, yes, one of the leads is trans. And I think... All of them are gay to some extent or queer to some extent.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Basic premise, to my knowledge, is it's sort of like a, a faux podcast where they're trying to figure out what weird is going on and it just slowly descends into Doctor Who madness.
2: It's incredible. I'll get around to it probably tonight, to be honest, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but
0: speaking of audios, we also need to mention the Big Finish audio series. I talked about them a little bit where Sarah Jane got her first the second reboot there in 2002, but they've grown a bit since then.
2: They have so many audio spin offs now.
0: I have some of them on my phone, and I feel it should be mentioned that there are over 400 audio files in my big finish folder alone.
2: That's so many. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Big, big, big Finish has been around since 1999. It has, on an annual basis, released Doctor Who related audio files pretty much every week since then. It is still doing so now and last year renewed its rights to release Doctor Who content all the way through up till 2030. So,
0: yeah, we're not going to be starved for content anytime yet.
2: But in terms of rainbow content, Big Finish is honestly pretty good.
0: Yeah, because they don't have the same constraints as um, the BBC visual media does. They can they can go ham. They can. And do. they do. They do. Uh, there's even a spin off called the Paternoster Gang. Um, we mentioned uh, Jenny and Vastra a bit in the last episode. Well, they get their own Sherlock Holmes esque spin off in Victorian London where they go about gallivanting eating people in Vastra's part, and solving alien-adjacent crime. Pat and Oster gang. Very found family.
2: Very good. Big Finish as a whole has got a fair bit of rainbow content, including um, The Doctor's first uh, canon non-binary companion. Um, lots of trans rep as well, like, oh, comparative yeah. to, like, other media too that isn't, like, explicitly designed for trans people. Um, particularly, I think it's The is it Eighth Doctor. Is it Stranded with um, Liv and Helen? Yes. Um is is it live? Who's? Is it,
0: is it live? Who's? Stranded? I don't know. I haven't actually listened to that
2: one. Ni- neither I. just I just know that it's there and Somebody in Stranded is trans and they are a main character. Stranded is also acclaimed as an incredibly good production for the record. So it's not even bad production that happens to have queer characters and trans characters in it. It's good production with t- queer and trans characters in it. But Liv and Helen are a thing, um if I remember correctly from from my reading on it. Yeah. so that's that's another thing to note. They
0: also um, linking back to Torchwood earlier and the big mess that that is. They did extend the Torchwood series through Big Finish and did a lot better job of it. It's no longer just sad people on rooftops and aliens boning. It like one the premise of one episode is Gwen's well Gwen, one of the characters in Torchwood, her I think at that time boyfriend goes to uh barbecue and is the only one who shows up except Yanto and they can't leave.
2: That sounds like it could end in a gay way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Reese is like the most straight person in the entire show, so I don't think it does. But
2: But then there's Yanto.
0: But then there's <laughs> Yanto. They also continue on a lot of other spin-offs that got cancelled.
2: Such as class Yep. Here's some good explicitly gay rap in uh in the show on T V screens.
0: Yeah, Classes itself is a whole vibe.
2: So good. Um, Came out in, was it 2016? Yeah, because that was the year we didn't get any Doctor Who aside from the return of Doctor Mysterio, the Christmas special. Such a good Superman riff. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yes, um, any Gaze. Class is, the central premise is, um, there's a school. The Doctor actually sent their granddaughter, Susan, to it. And um, it's the um, same school
0: that uh, Clara worked at as well, Cole Hill.
2: Yep. Um, and Danny Pink, Clara's um, boyfriend.
0: They Um, have a memorial wall for all the staff that have died. And
2: Clara and Danny are on it. Um, Rip, I guess. Um, Well, not rip to Clara. Clara can't die now until she chooses to. But um, moving back on topic um, to queer stuff, um, class is about students in 2016 um, at a high school in, in 2016.
0: And some of them are aliens. And, and some of them are gay, and some of them are gay aliens.
2: Yep, <laughs> <laughs> you got there before I could. <laughs> yep, it's yeah, it, l- literally that. Um, and they have to stop interdimensional lava warriors from killing the Earth and also plants. Day of the Triffids, but nastier and kind um, of flowers. Yeah, um, but Charlie and Mat- Mateus, 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 yeah. yeah, just a really wholesome relationship.
0: Yeah, they have communication.
2: There's actual talking between the two of them. Two men showing emotions and loving one another and accepting that their relationship is complicated and messy.
0: Cough, cough, genocide.
2: Oops. And <laughs> fluid. And it's, it's healthy.
0: Yeah. And it also covers a lot of um, some of the less pretty parts about being queer in 2016, when Mateus is actually kicked out by his parents and goes to live with Charlie
2: because his parents find out, um, that Charlie is, is a man. Yep. We love accepting families. So this is one of my personal favourite bits in class, is in the first episode, where it's very clear that one of the main characters has a very big thing for Charlie, um, and, um, he is an alien and has no idea how human functions work, and honestly it's autistic coded quite a bit, um, but, um, and that that by itself is it's it's cool to watch as an autistic person. Um, but um, moving back on track, the um at the end of at the end of a school day when um this main character I've forgotten her name, what's she April called? when April is trying to organize a school uh, the, the school dance and everything, uh, Charlie comes up to April and is like. Hey uh for school dances it's it's um appropriate and common and uh, um accepted that we ask people to it right and she gets really hopeful and is like yes yes that's what you're meant to do and he's like excellent i shall ask mateus <laughs> and it's just it's it's wonderful it's such a good just just like mic drop moment in the show and it's episode 1 pretty early on first 15 minutes or so i'd say excluding yeah. um titles just just good just, just really good yeah <laughs> just, needs to be mentioned. And and then class was cancelled and brought back in Big Finish. But, like, we need it on screen again because it was so good. Even if it has gotten... Yeah, it's
0: been... They've had four seasons on Big Finish, though, which is pretty good. Well, that's not even mentioning Quill.
2: Oh, Miss Quill. Gender. Right there. Gender. Yeah. Don't Um, know
0: what the gender is, but I'm here for it.
2: Yep. (laughs) Miss Quill is great. And did she have queer romance on the show?
0: Um, I... It's hard to say because she doesn't actually look... The way she
2: looks. Oh, of course. She's there's got the... a
0: perception filter on. Oh, She's course. a spiky there's the whole, alien. There's
2: the whole joke that oh, so you're secretly spiky aliens. No. And then yeah. Um so yeah, um any relationship that Miss Quill has is instantly queer by nature of it being a probably completely different level of gender and sexuality again. Yeah. Like the doctor. <laughs> but, yeah. That's but no, class. Go find it, watch it. It's healthy, like ro- healthy relationships between queer people and generally good storytelling. Yeah, and
0: it took what they wanted to do with Torchwood by adding darker themes to a Doctor Who spin-off but actually did it correctly. Yeah. So it is is—it is a bit gory putting that out there but it's really well done.
2: Don't watch it unless you're good with gore. Yeah. <laughs> um, and more mature themes. But that's... A- about it, I'd say, in terms of giving an overview of the spin-offs. I mean, we could be here all day with just the eighth Doctor Big Finish stuff, never mind oh, the yeah. rest of that and dissecting things. I mean, Rose things.
0: gets her own spin-off Rory gets his own spinoff. Martha, not Martha. Martha shows up in a couple of tortured ones. And she's
2: got her own spin off. And now. she's got her Martha own spinoffs. off. Um, that never existed. There's um, Jenny.
0: There's, oh, there's the unit ones with Kate and Osgood.
2: If there is a character in Doctor Who, at this point, they have had a Big Finish spin-off, or there is one announced, or there is one currently being planned.
0: Yes. I still think that Yaz and Maria should get their own spin off if Yaz ever does leave Doctor Who.
2: But yeah, that's I'd say that's about it.
0: Yeah. yeah. There's no current spin offs at the moment that aren't on Big Finish, are there?
2: Yeah. Well, other than Redacted, which is very gay and trans, we've mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go stream Redacted. You can stream Redacted on the BBC Sounds app, um, or you can find it online by searching up Doctor Who Redacted, and I'm sure that you'll get it by giving it a quick Google search. But yeah, go stream it. Tell the BBC that gay and trans stuff is good because God knows the BBC needs to learn that trans stuff is acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> but leaving on a more positive note, Class is great and Redacted has currently got glowing reviews and I'm going to listen to it tonight. So yeah, that's that.
1: Well, we have now come to the end of this Three Part Extravaganza uh series talking about all of the queer stuff in Doctor Who it's so many it's so many that it's three episodes um uh, <laughs> but our creator spotlight for this week is she's a cosplayer um at Katie Gangel maybe Katie G Angel um on Instagram K A T I E G A N G E L um, And she cosplays the 13th Doctor and just has so many videos of her as the 13th Doctor just being, like, having such positive messages and stuff and being like, oh, hey, don't forget that you're amazing and, like, just, uh, it's so sweet. Go Go check her out. I love her so much. But that is all for this week's episode of Stride with Pride. I hope you have an amazing day, afternoon, or evening whenever you are listening to this. Don't forget to drink some water, take your meds, Take some food don't forget to spread your joy and i will see you all next time bye
0: thanks for listening to this free fm podcast if you want to hear more content like this you can support free fm via patreon head to patreon.com slash free fm 89 to find out more